And we are back here once again with another episode of the Iron Man podcast, episode 243. Going to be wrapping up this year, hopefully by hitting like 250 episodes, hopefully. But no, we're just right here at this current moment of time. Mr. Shagsworth back here once again. A lot of people like this guy. So I was like, you know what? We'll just bring him on for a second time because I would, that, that would firmly make up for his retconned first appearance on my original show. You know what's funny, dude? I went through my downloads and I found eight, five episodes from my first podcast back I did in 2020. Really? Yeah. I was going to actually send them to people and see just how bad they were. I'm, I'm not going to upload them because as everyone knows, like now I have a, I have a specific vibe and a quality that goes to the show, but I was going to send it uh, to you if you wanted to see how my, one of my first podcasts went. And I told people there's a reason why I had to kind of start redoing it because they were yeah. I was checking out my audio when I first started. I was like, God, that sounds terrible. Like, it's not like bad, but it's just not as good as like, obviously not where it's like good. It's not going to have like a loud spike to it. I was just like, God, things were so bad back in the day. Holy crap. But I was just super excited to just finally do a show. And I look back on and I go, if I had just waited and actually just did the right moves of like putting together like a good microphone and audio quality and had the vibe and ideas I had now, things would have panned out. So much better. But before we get into any of more things about me, because I'm, you know, freaking awesome. I'm just a based <laughs> giga chat out there. You have a new show with Mr. Uh, Mr. Gregory, where it's just called The Break. And you, your, your idea behind it, I really like it, which was, you know, I just want to take a break from everything. Just talk about the things that we love, which is what you said you were going to do last time. And you actually did it. So, you know, yeah. you finally got it done. So what made you finally just want to pull the trigger on that and go, you know what? I need to take a break. <laughs> um. I think uh, just being unhappy with uh, the current state of things, it's uh, I think people are gravitating too much to the, the negative side of content creation. And mm-hmm. I think that's hurting it overall. I don't know. I think it's hurting the quality of it. And there's not enough people talking about the things they like. And mm-hmm. the only, the only way I can think of to sort of turn the tide and get the algorithm working in the opposite direction is to make content that is about things that we like and that we enjoy, not just <clears throat> not just uh, rage bait content. Um, and you know, it works for some people, and I know people that's people are very successful doing it. Um, but it was really hurting my mental um, my mental health, and so I and actually it was Grant's idea to to do something like that, mm-hmm. and it just kind of started off as let's just get on a stream and talk about something we like. Yeah. Like, Oh, this genius. Yeah. uh, We're going to be doing the same thing. So like what I I see what you did and I was like, yeah, it's time for me to get on it too. Cause we're going to do movie projects. We're going to watch and review like all the movies in a series before the newest one would come out. The first one we're going to do is the monster verse. Cause God's Mm -hmm. gone Two comes out. And the idea behind this is to tell people like, no, there's going to be news that'll come out and it's going to be good or bad depending on the subject that it is. But we should have a, space on like the podcast where we talk about things we love because i i noticed yeah. the feel is so much more i would say better or different because because co- i i know you guys have a great vibe and i try to make sure i have a great vibe here but you, have you noticed the stark difference in like enthusiasm when you start talking about like movie scenes you enjoy and movies that you absolutely love and things you just just watch for many years and you just love like i i can't wait to go back and rewatch naruto and talk about all the freaking arcs in naruto until we get to well, i mean boruto we might watch because you know i want to lose my mental sanity but you know just things like that talking about your favorite anime fights your favorite fights in movie cinema your favorite dialogue scenes and you know 
movies. That's just what makes this stuff fun. Because originally that's what we did. Mm-hmm. What made you want to talk and get on podcasts or even talk to friends about the stuff was because you loved it so much. You know, yeah. that original love, like you mentioned before, last time you were here, it's kind of went away. It doesn't really exist now as much. Yeah, I mean, it's there. I think, I mean, there's people talking about things they like. The oh, issue, yeah. the the issue is, is that um, most most people's algorithms in this in the fandom space or the fellowship space is mm-hmm. it's it's pointed at negativity and rage mm-hmm. about the culture and entertainment. And mm-hmm. the goal is to kind of go back the other way. Like, let's talk about the things that we like about something, and not yeah. just assume that something is really bad or really woke because yeah i mean when you poison the well right away like (laughs) you know people are you're just gonna make people sick and it's gonna turn people away from content in general and once once apathy sets in and people just don't care for this stuff anymore yeah that's when things really start to go wrong and that's what's happening with hollywood people are like i just don't care about what the fuck comes out anymore and i'm like well then we're in for a lot of trouble because Hollywood's here to stay. Um, and we, I don't know, again, if it's okay to rely on things that, you know, happened, you look back at history and over the past couple of years, we've been duped a lot of times, um, with some of the entertainment that's come out, but I don't know. I, I can't in good conscience, just toss everything into the trash before I've even had a chance to look at it. Yeah. Same here. I really never have even did that. It's just, I, I make, Conscious decisions based off patterns of certain companies, mm-hmm. you know, now. Because like, like what you said before, people have really given up on Marvel. And that's so crazy. You tell – you if you were like in a – I know you said you went to the Infinity War Endgame premieres, the, the opening weekends. Remember like the crowds were just all hyped and enthusiastic. If you talked to those people at that moment in time a few years back and you told them the MCU would go down this downward trajectory, they wouldn't believe you. Yeah. I, I would go, no way. The only – and as we know, the only way they went down this rabbit hole is – themselves fans went and they you can never blame the fans for that because the fans came out and supported they screwed yep. themselves over and D, well dc arguably never really got anywhere but you saw the box office results with the last dc movies the last seven of them guys the last seven dcu movies haven't even taken in over 400 million dollars this is not only adding in the rock who's the biggest movie star in the world and mission impossible dude i love mission impossible i love all those movies obviously the, the newer trilogy but in the instead of like one, one, two, and three, but Mission Impossible, not hitting for people, yeah. you know? You have even like the classic Disney movies, even with the re- the race swaps and gender swaps and the remakes, those are flopping. Yeah, You know, like people have pointed out to the big things that have hit this year, but outside of those like five that have hit or maybe four, everything's just gone really, the numbers aren't there. People just don't, you're right. It's not just, this has evolved just past the internet at this point. People generally have a much more idea of what they want to give their money to because like you said before they've been burned so much like why would you trust the mcu if you've watched every mcu move in order since like um far from home you probably only got like one good movie out of that which was like no way home like, yeah that's like, that's like one in ten he would he would be laughed out of a football season if you went like one in ten you know and, right and, mm-hmm. well what i think too is like there's a i mean the mcu is a special case because we've we've seen a real track record of just st- like hot garbage and stuff that just genuinely doesn't perform uh, at the theater. Um, My issue becomes more when like a, the trailer for the movie civil war comes out, which is a new um, it's a new film that is, you know, it's, it's pretty, it's it's hitting pretty close to home because people are talking about civil war in the, in the United States and how we're pretty divided. 
Um, but you know, people are automatically gravitating to, well, it's from Hollywood. So it, it has to be woke. It's probably leftist propaganda. Mm-hmm. And I look at the trailer and I'm like, it actually looks, it looks pretty good to me. Like I, yeah, I don't want to automatically. Yeah, I agree. I don't want to default to this is, this is woke trash. This is leftist propaganda. It yeah. might be like, I can prepare for that in my mind, but I'm not doing myself any service or even entertainment, any service by just making the assumption that this is bad. This is propaganda. Yeah. It, it happened with um, the movie uh, Lightyear. Cause people know I went to go see Lightyear and I, I saw the controversy and I got, I understood what people said, the, the gay kiss, but if people actually watch the movie, the gay kiss is literally half a second. You could honestly fast if you don't like it that much, or anyone that has parents, you could fast forward it. Literally, it's half a second. It doesn't. I don't, I don't even think their lips even touch. It's one of those like almost kiss and it cuts to the next scene. Yeah, and, and the door closes or the whatever. Movie, yeah, and then the movie. Honestly, I didn't think it was that bad. It's not a really that bad a movie. And people have always said gay characters are only just based on their sexuality. Well, that wasn't what that gay character was she wasn't like all the other gay characters i've seen she was trying to help him she was trying to be a good character not because she's gay she was just an awesome supporting character and i was like damn the marketing and the actors of this movie screwed it over so hard i get it lightyear was confusing based off like what they were trying to do with in the marketing but if you actually watch the movie it's it's got nothing to do with any of the shit that chris evans was saying or anybody else that was promoting the movie that that's one of the movies recent that i that, that i felt really got the bad end of the stick based off yeah. of Disney track record because it's honestly it's, not what people thought it was it, i watched it it's fine for the most well, part i think yeah and i agree with you i i i watched that movie with my kids several times and i i enjoy it it's honestly um, a hidden gem is it not it's actually good yeah and yeah. and really i think i think where that movie struggled and people will point to the box office um right and yeah. the sales and be like see it, it failed like no one wanted to see it i think a lot of that con i think a lot of that has to do with not letting um tim allen voice uh light buzz lightyear again i mean right. if, if he had reprised his role i think the sales would have been like double what they were i mean yeah. I, I would even see even, even better because mm-hmm. that's who people know and love and i understand right. like i can make i can give him somewhat of a pass because it is a younger buzz lightyear and it's not the same buzz lightyear that we know because yeah. the toy that we have is based on this guy um yeah but really the one thing that no one really looks at with that movie is the, the female character in that role. Um, well, one of them, the, the first one like yeah. ages out and dies, but um, the, the one that kind of takes her place, who is essentially a clone of her. Um, like, I mean, as far as how she looks, um, she has a lot of shortcomings that she has to get yeah. over. And one of the big things is, is also learning one is teamwork, her fear of space yeah. in general, um, you know, and, and Buzz is is going on this journey too, where he works alone. He doesn't do anything. And, you know, there's consequences to that, those actions, but he's still a hero, but he ultimately learns how to be the leader he needs to be uh, mm-hmm. by the end. And again, I don't, I don't find anything wrong with it. Um, yeah. And remember, remember, cause you know, people always say girls are all, all like always spouting like male hate. I didn't hear what not one of them say that throughout the movie. They were fine. Yeah. These are like if people complain about gay characters, and they're right, rightfully so. It's been a lot of like really cliche gay characters that are only like the only part about them that they like even talk about is just them being gay. These were not like that. I, 
I really feel like that movie got the baddest end of the stick. Not not just from the marketing, the trailers, the actors. Because like, if you go back and watch those trailers, it's really confusing. You're like, well, what is this? I feel like what really hurt the movie, even just based on what you said, is the marketing. People were like, what is this? Yeah, it and another movie, weird. another movie that fell victim to that as well is um, is Strange World, which is um, it's another That's Disney a Jake film. Hall one, right? Yeah, he's in that. Yeah. I didn't even realize it was him. That was the one that bombed really hard. They said, yeah, I, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. And it's unfortunate because if you watch that movie, it's actually about, about a father and a son and then like a younger father and a son and then an older, like the, the dad and the grandpa, like it's about their journey and about them connecting or reconnecting uh, in, in healing old wounds. And I thought, why is no one talking about this? Like this, that's a good story. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. There's like a non-binary character in there maybe, or maybe, maybe like the mom is it, or the friend is like a lesbian or something like that. I, first of all, I did not pick up on that. I, you know, <laughs> she's kind of masculine or whatever, mm-hmm. and she's kind of bossy, but I thought like, this isn't taken away from this, like really yeah, kind of heartwarming overbearing. story. That, that's what I was my thinking too. As long as it's not overbearing, it's not like an info dump character where she's just spouting nonsense. As long as it doesn't get in the way of the story, that's fine. Yeah. You know? And I feel like some of the recent movies like Lightyear and Strange World, they have that where since Disney's track record is so bad and people hate them so much, they're not giving anything they have a chance. There's just I'm going Disney, Pixar, woke trash, L, I'm not seeing it. And that's like, you can't do that. We have to we have to give them a fair shot that they're not gonna do it sometimes, you know? Well, that's and that's it, is I think if we're gonna if we're gonna really cover movies in a in a genuine way, like sure, mm-hmm. we could we could guess that this this movie is gonna be dumb and bad, mm-hmm. um, but we if if we just call it that and don't see it and whatever, a these studios will go under. Which you could argue that maybe Disney needs to go under, but also like we're no better than the people that we like oppose mm-hmm. with with certain things and like the 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 insert or the the marketing of oh hey there's a gay character in this or it's the first gay character for the third time yeah it's it, we can eye roll at that all day and that is what that's what you should be criticizing is the is the identity politics marketing that they're leading with that is the part that i think is hurting these movies like oh we got this kind of a character in there everyone's like well is it good is it a good story like tell us about the story i don't care yeah then i feel how like people that- identify that's the way that they're doing a disservice to their movies. The, the whoever is in their marketing teams, they all need to get the boot. They're really screwing over people because they're the ones going out there on social. Everyone's on social media now, so I think people really need to understand that the way the internet functions now compared to back in the day, where people just really check out check it out as much. It's a much more bigger impact to the point where if you're following Disney on any social media, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever. They put out, we have the first non-binary gay character in there. That's going to turn some people off because a lot of people are religious. They don't want to take their kids to see that. Just yeah. off that alone, that screws over your numbers. Automatically right there, you already screwed your movie part of, out of hundreds of millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. And the marketing team, they're like, we're trying to be inclusive. We want to make sure there's 50% of LGBTQ in the movies. That's cool. Keep leading with that and your movies will keep bombing then. Go ahead. You, yeah, your company, you do whatever you want that point. <laughs> Well, that's the thing is like normies, I don't think normies care. Um, yeah. I think there's, there's an extreme group on the left and then there's a mm-hmm. scream, an extreme group in, in the fandom yeah. that are focused on this thing and who know that it's happening and everyone else is just like, is this a good movie? They don't really care like who that person is because when people go and watch movies, 
they want to see themselves and they will latch on to the thing that they identify with. And I mean, I mean, a, a lot of classically, a lot of superheroes mm-hmm. are white. We know this and everyone gets all up in their feelings about it sometimes. But like someone like Eric July has said in the past when I've talked to him that Batman is one of his Bruce Wayne is one of his like heroes for comics. Like, and that's, he's white. Like there's these, these heroes and these characters transcend race and sex because they, what they are doing, the, the, the moral quandaries that they're caught up in mirror, um, things that normal people have to deal with, albeit on a very extreme level, but it's still something that you can look at and say, oh man, if I were in that situation, this is what I would do. Or I feel I feel for him. Like I, I can't believe he let that guy live. And that's probably what I would do because I don't want to kill him. You know, like this is how we identify with people. And that's and it's not just like sure. Do I want someone who looks like me as a hero? Sure, because it's a good conversation piece. Do you want someone who looks like you? Um, I mean, from the camera, you look like a smaller guy. So like, <laughs> do I want like a, a smaller guy who's you know not all jacked, but he's like kind of powerful? Like yeah, maybe that's what I told you know? before. For me personally, I've those are things that I had to subconsciously think about when I got older. When I was watching like Band Animated Series, Man Animated Series, Dragon Ball Z, Pounders growing up, I never thought about those things. I just saw cool characters. And obviously, I I was an analytical person growing up. I could tell what when bad characters were there. I just didn't care what their race or religious was. I just want to see a good character, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like the thing, the same thing I apply with that is what i told people is like that that's where like anime has it just much better as time has gone on it's like people don't care about like the politics of the creators behind it they're just like hey i want to see the character and i want to see what they're doing and how this episode is gonna advance if it's gonna be filler any of that stuff because i find it crazy that people really want to see themselves in things when these are the same people growing up the same time i grew up with people that never looked like them or never will look like them like like, because how would that apply to something like TMNT? Like, none of us are green mutant ninja turtles. Right. Y'all like TMNT, right? right. So yeah. that's that's why I always told people it has nothing to do with like features. I think people use I don't know why people use that as a leading thing. I don't I, I don't even know if people even believe half the things they're saying. Like, remember yesterday that that Asian lady, she had that she was gonna invite non-white people to her party, kind of find mm. out she married to a white person. Like, yeah, do any of these people really believe any of that stuff, or are they just saying this? Because that I have to always question that, like. There are people that out there that will just completely sell their souls for anything, literally anything. I, I think it's both. I think that person doesn't believe what they're saying. I think they're saying what they were told they could, they should say to maybe garner some favor with a certain demographic. Um, but I think people who are criticizing um, white superheroes and um, they, they heard somewhere that their race <laughs> or their gender was the most important thing. Uh, and they ran with it. And maybe it's because they have nothing else to celebrate about themselves. Maybe that is the best thing they have going for them, which is sad. Um, I mean, most people have potential way beyond their skin color. Um, and, but that's, that's the victim mentality, right? Like, Oh, you're oppressed. You're a victim. So the only (laughs) thing good about you is, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's really sad to see because one of my favorite favorite stories of all time um, is like the final fantasy seven game like that. The story that's mm-hmm. woven through that whole game is incredible. And the moment that 
Aerith dies and she gets, you know, stabbed through the back by Sephiroth. Spoiler alert for hmm. all, anyone who has never played that game. Um, the that's uh, why am I upset about that? I, I'm not a I'm not a uh, a woman. Uh, <laughs> like why why it's I care about this character because it's very well written, and I an attachment was formed between me and that character and I wanted them to live on, but their life got cut short. You know, like it just goes to show like most of us, we just want a compelling story and something that we can feel Mm -hmm. right. Like we, it's almost like a replacement for some higher purpose. Like our purpose at that time is to, is to experience someone else's life. But I want it while I'm in there, I want to feel like that's me. And when I played that game for the first time and she died, it felt like a piece of me was lost. Mm -hmm. And that is good storytelling. And any movie you watch is the same way. A character you identify with or love, when something bad happens to them, you're like, like like that pit in your stomach. You know, you're like, oh my God, like what? It's because, and it doesn't matter what they look like. You, 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 Mm -hmm. you bought into the story. You're emotionally involved. That's in none of these stories now or not none, but most of these, especially Marvel stories that are coming out. Yeah. There's nothing. The only thing they have going for them is, Hey, I look like this or Hey, this is who I love. And that's the only important thing about them. And everything else is talk down, talk down, talk down, talk down. Mm -hmm. And nobody wants to be talked down to. Yeah. We were talking about this was yesterday's show. I think it was um, Wednesday or Tuesday show. We were mentioning if anything happens in like, horror too where i think what, what really lacks in horror is horror is a genre where if you keep the audience the best horror movies ever keep the audience on their toes and just a lot of other movies have that too where mm-hmm. they don't keep the audience on their toes there's always and there's always there's always needs to be down down periods in films too or, or anything but i feel like the best stuff that i think i've seen throughout certain genres is the audience should really kind of never be conflicted on like what the hero is unless he comes out the gate like a like obviously a conflicted hero like they have this thing now where a hero is like oh he's a good guy but he also smokes crack and he also is a drug dealer it's like is that really a good guy that really want, you want something your kids to, to look up to like that's like that's what i want to be no honey you can't be a crack dealer that's yeah. <laughs> it's not a good thing you know I, I feel like too much of that ruined uh tv and movies too much of that i don't mind that happening once in a while once in a while that's fine but now every hero and villain's like that Everyone. Well, yeah, the idea is to humanize the villain. And if yeah. you look at the parallels in society, they've also tried to humanize like pedophiles, right? So they, oh, these are people too. This is a mental disorder. This is a sexual orientation. Every normal person know that that's hogwash. Um, <laughs> and there's a way to write um, anti-heroes really well. And there's really, there, there is a way you can write uh, villains as like sympathetic. I mean, Thanos is like the best example of that in recent history of a sympathetic villain. You understand his purpose. He believes it. um, And he's bought into it 110%. Um, And even uh, there's a great movie. I don't know. It's probably from like the early two thousands called Mr. Brooks with Kevin Costner. There's a guy who just like for fun or because his split personality tells him so to, to murder people. But during this movie, you're like, you're following him and he's a bad person, mm-hmm. right? But you're, you're sympathizing with him because he is a good man, but there's a part of him that has this insatiable need to kill other people. Um, 
So the whole time you're just like, wow, this is messed up. But I get it. Like he's a family man and all, you know, and it's, it's a really hard, it, it's, it's not easy. It's hard to write good characters like that. Is, and now, yeah. now they're, they're just trying it at every turn. Like, Oh, this is, you know, we should love this villain. Like, no, you, <laughs> you want to hate villains. You in, don't want to like Naruto, them. In Naruto, they had that really bad. And I love Naruto. I do. But for anyone who hasn't watched, I don't know if you watched Naruto or Naruto Shippuden or anything, no. but there's a point where the main character is trying to humanize a guy that has probably murdered hundreds and hundreds of people started Damn. wars did a whole bunch of things like no you're good i see good in you and it's like no you can't i can't see good in certain people like that I, yeah. just the anime has that a lot really bad and that's one of the things i loathe about it's like no 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 there shouldn't be a part where you're trying to humanize frieza I, that, yeah. that just never, no one should ever have a feeling of that you know luckily they haven't done that and i hope they never do but just to Certain animes I've watched outside of like Dragon Ball is like they're trying to humanize their villains. It's like, no, then doesn't that just take away the stakes of when I was watching them as a villain? Yeah. Well, even even in like didn't I didn't see all of Super, but didn't uh I mean Frieza, didn't they like sort of team up with Frieza in the tournament? Or is yeah, that it was more of a it was more of a villain of the circumstance? He he never right. became a good guy, like people said. It was more like, hey, Goku promised to bring him back to life, so they have to kind of team up in that moment to stop the bigger threat. But he in the next movie, Dragon Ball Super Broly, he went back back to being a bad guy. Right, enemy of my enemy type thing. Yeah. yeah. And, that, and, and again, like, so it can work for a time, but mm -hmm. villains are villains for a reason. They don't need a redemption arc because they they have taken a path that is opposite of the hero. Um, they both, I mean, you've, I'm sure you've heard this, but like villains and heroes have very same, very similar backstories. It's yes. just, it's it's the path they choose to walk that differs. Mm -hmm. Um, one is, you know, one is a selfish path and the other is a more like, uh, thinking of, of others, you know, it's a selfless path. So it's, I don't know. It, I don't know. It, I'm, we have to go back eventually to, to good compelling, compelling storytelling. And you are starting to see these things change. Uh, a good example of, of storytelling good storytelling is love death robot and robots on netflix there are sci-fi vignettes that are done in all different types of art styles that are really good stories some of them are okay but most of them are really really good um nobody talks about it and there's a bunch of other netflix shows that actually have come out recently that are bangers um i actually just recently started watching the expanse which is a show that's canceled now but it ran for six seasons and it's on Amazon Prime, and it's like a noir sci-fi, like who who done it? Where's you know, like it's really a cool show. Um, again, no one's really talking about it. I know it's older, but like, why aren't we referencing these big shows and covering them episode by episode the way we hate watched fucking She-Hulk? You know, like we got to get back to a enjoying what we watch, and stop wasting our time with garbage. Yeah, and then sharing that with people. Like, you, have you ever seen Love, Death, and the Robots? No, I would like to. Is it actually? It, you said it's good. Okay, it's really good. It, when did like, it start? You didn't know that. Start. Now I told you about it, and you can go enjoy it. And maybe you'll talk about it at some point. Mm -hmm. It's on Netflix. It's okay. it's really really good. Is it if you like going on right now still, or is it? Um, it's in between it's seasons. Right. It's uh, there's okay. three okay. seasons, and then each season I think yeah, has I, like nine or ten. Yeah, I had a sting where. Back in the day, when I was a bit younger, where we would kind of map out all the shows we wanted to watch on TV back when you 
back when my family still did that. And I would just dive in a whole bunch of random shows. Even if they got canceled, I would still mm-hmm. just dive into them. You know, I, I want to get back into that of like, people always say there's not good stuff out there. No, you just have to stop being lazy and just look for it. I think people are just yeah. so lazy. They can't type on their Roku TV, Netflix, and start searching for something or yeah. whatever service that you watch content through. There's Tubi now that's free. You can just watch stuff through with like yep. three ads during the 30-minute show you're going to watch, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So there's, there's no excuse for people trying to see bad stuff. It's just you're potentially just super comfortable with, with that. So you're just not willing to go out of your comfort zone, which is, you know, that's people in general. What we got, but people like, like reviewers, people that do this have to kind of bring the audience out of their comfort zone. Like, no, I, I firmly vouch for this. Now, I think the thing that people have gotten angry with over the years was people that would lie to them or they think that people that have a positive opinion or shills and someone that has a negative opinion is just speaking facts. I never understood that. I I wouldn't just go out of my way to just question if someone's a liar because I didn't agree with their opinion. That's just stupid. But seeing the examples of how shill media work on social media and all these people that have their YouTube channels and content creators, it's like, I can understand where the audience is coming from, but you can't think every single person has a different opinion from you is just a shill because then what are we doing at that point? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh- I always live by the the mantra that you should trust, but verify. Um, yeah. Like I watch something and I'll take it and I'll be like, okay, like I have no reason not to believe them. And mm-hmm. then I will probably look into it more afterwards. Um, I do this all the time when, if I consume some like leftist media or something like that, mm-hmm. I go, Oh, okay. Like, wh- okay. What's the spin? And I'll go and I'll read an article that relates back to that subject and get maybe the other angle because you know, there are people out there who only say good things about Marvel movies. I don't only yeah. say good things about DC. Um, but you know, they, some people might genuinely like those things. Um, yeah. but you, you, I think, I mean, you should watch media, you should consume it and you should look at things from, you know, multiple angles and see, you know, what you like, um, and not just go along with what so-and-so on YouTube said about you know, yeah, the thing here that people need to understand when it comes to like reviewing stuff is the way someone is going to review something is just not going to be the way you're going to do it because based off how many books you've read, anime you watch, TV you watch, movie you watch, whatever kind of content you consume, you're just going to have a different way you look at it with everything. Yeah. It's just yeah. how it is. I, I, I just hate it how it's just always turned into this like abstract thing of like, no, if someone's praising it, that automatically means they're a shell. It's like, come on, guys. Can they not be are we not just going to trust that they're genuine because their opinion's different from ours? Like that's not fair, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's honestly, it, that it's part of the problem with, with groups like this is that tribalism exists everywhere. And it's really hard for people to speak out and say, I enjoyed Lightyear. I enjoyed strange world. And because they know that they're going to get roasted by the people in that group. It doesn't, it doesn't behoove them to say, um, Oh, I really like this film. I like light was a good show. I mean, I said it and people gave me shit. Like, what were you talking about? The movie was awful. I'm like, it wasn't, you know, like it, it wasn't question, that bad. You ask things like, I, I, I never try to say it. I'm trying to sound like a dick, but I always be like, did you actually watch it? Cause when some people say things like, Hey, can you tell me something you didn't like about it? Or for, in the movie, tell me something you didn't like about it. And then when someone does, it, does that, they can't, I'm like, okay, you, you, you saw it. Cause sometimes people do that and they haven't even seen the movie itself. Yeah. Have you noticed that? Some people haven't even seen it. And you're like, wait, how do you, how do you hate something you haven't even seen? That doesn't even make any sense. If yeah. you've seen it and don't like it, that's a lot different. Cause you, right. 
invested your time into it. Someone said, I didn't like the flash. So I didn't watch it. Like I was there opening day watching that dog shit. Cause I <laughs> like superhero movies. Like only time I can go is Thursday right. and opening day. And I watch it. I'll, of yeah. course I'm going to watch my favorite superhero. One of my first superheroes of all time on screen for the first time. And then I, I just, well, you know, I was just disappointed because Ezra Miller yeah. is just not a good flash at all. And then I told people, hey, these are my problems with it. I, I, highlight, I highlighted good out of it. I did highlight good. I generally try to always highlight some good things that I like. This, not everything is generally bad in something, you know? Like, it's very rare you watch right. a movie and nothing's good. Like, that Jack and Jill movie by Adam Sandler, that, okay, that's just bad from start to finish. That, that one where he yeah. was acting like a tranny, that was bad from start to finish. There's nothing good about that. That's Yeah. No, oh, and that's... Oh. Like good, good faith criticism will talk about things that are good about, about a show or a movie or a game or whatever. And then they will also talk about the things that they didn't like. Um, that is an argument from good faith, in my opinion. And not enough people do that because they're afraid that, well, I think especially in this space, they're afraid that they're just going to get roasted by people and call them, you know, oh, you're Disney show. Like, well, no, I, I just, I happen to like this character. I like Disney money this, I'm not making. Yeah, all the, yeah, exactly. Um, but, you know, again, there are people out there and we all yeah. could pick them out if we saw them that all they do is say good things about Disney. They don't criticize things that they do. And that is a problem because there is an issue with these movies quality wise and writing wise. Sure, and it should yeah. be, it should be told to people what that is. Same thing happened with um Scream Six because I saw Scream Five last year opening Thursday night. And I came back and I was like, that was actually pretty good. They 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 did everything that I thought they could do with the legacy characters. I don't like the Dewey death. That was just, that was so stupid the way they did that. It was just oh, they, blatant, they finally um, killed him. Oh yeah, and it was the most dumbest thing possible. But I was <laughs> like, you know what? That that alone could have made me just walk out of the movie but by itself, but I was like, you know what? I got everything else that I liked that was good. It's one of those negatives you have. I watched Scream 6, and I was like, this is actually pretty solid. People call it woke, and I'm like, the franchise started off with a woman. It's the main character. <laughs> it's anything but woke. Yeah. What? That horror movies literally have a final girl trope because the main characters are women. Yeah. Oh. I haven't seen the new Screams. I haven't seen anything past, I think, Scream 3. Uh Oh, that was a that was a doozy! Oh, the, the Harvey Weinstein reference that they put in that movie. Remember? Was the that the one reference? where yeah. where they brought back uh, Cotton Weary or whatever Lee Shriver's yeah, yeah. character? And they were yeah, that was the last one I saw, and I was hoping that would be the last one ever made. But um, Hollywood likes to prove me wrong for sure. Uh, it's uh, are you I don't know. Show? You have shows like a Gossip back in the day. People would just kind of tease me because I like these shows like Gossip Girl and Vampire Diaries. I'm like, do you actually watch them? <laughs> like yeah, the, yeah, they're kind of like for teen girls, but for when you watch them, they're like this is. They obviously get bad as some seasons go on, but I, I, they're pretty well done. Like I, people just sometimes don't even give things a chance because it's. I, I don't know. I I just have no reason to understand how you could just at least watch episode one of it. If you like the stuff so much, try episode one. If you don't like it, there's just no investment anymore. You just kind of just stop watching it. You know, yeah. I was just the girls were just too hot. I just had to keep watching. You know, man, I just they just dove me in. You know, <laughs> well, I, I was actually talking last night on our show about um, Once Upon a Time. Um, I think I've seen well, I think I've seen every episode except for the last season of that show because it just got so bad. But I was trying to tell my my friends, I'm like, this show is awesome. And there's some really good like Disney stories that they they retconned a little bit and made like new like connections and everything. But it was awesome. And, and 
and in the show last night, I was saying the Peter Pan um, like story arc that they tell, I think is one of the best versions of Peter Pan I've mm. ever seen because they make Peter Pan a villain. And I was like, this is mm. awesome. And they did it really well. And they explained it really well um, about why he is the way he is. It wasn't just a, Oh, well, Peter's white. So we got to make him the bad guy. You know, it was, there was a real reason as to why he was the way he was. And um, yeah, no, there's, there's shows like that. My guilty pleasure shows that I'll watch and people will probably make fun of me if I told them. <laughs> Dude, I watched the flash for years. Actually. I watched the, well, the TV show was good. I thought the TV show. I, I watched, um, I watched that back in the day, you know, back in the day for certain, uh, for the CW, if anyone doesn't know this, they would premiere or they would give you like a test episode. The first one on their website. You can mm-hmm. see the first episode if you want to see before anyone else did. They don't do this obviously now, but so the first episode of the Flash, and I was like, "Man, this is really good!" I was like, "Holy yeah. fuck, this is this is great!" And then yeah. obviously season one is just like season one has to be some of the best superhero television I've ever seen. If you go, people go back and binge it. It's, it holds up so well. It yeah. just is, it's so good. Flash is I, Flash is it's actually one of the few DC shows that, uh, and I actually liked um, Arrow as well. The first uh, probably two or three seasons of Arrow was very entertaining i thought um and then it got a little bit too convoluted but flash was, was after really season cool. three um i stopped watching it for a little bit because my, my life had taken a different kind of turn but i went and binged everything before season eight mm-hmm. and i watched season eight as it was airing and i was like yeah you know sometimes it gets so bad you just gotta stop watching i haven't watched season nine yet because then i'll fucking start getting emotional you know i can't yeah i got from, got from my main facade you know but um <laughs> just going back and watching season one and all the great moments the show's had. Dude, people said season five was bad. They're like, oh man, you're gonna hate season five. I was like, I, season five is great. What are you guys talking about? It's a fine yeah. season. Like, what? Well, and that's the beauty of entertainment too and like movies and stuff is that we all, like I like uh, Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, I did too. I think it's really good. Yeah, and people people get all like, well, Sheep City and we'll, we'll bust my balls all the time about that. Um, but Tell it's black. He's yeah. a race swap neurotic. Tell him that. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's, and I tell him, I was like, there's, there's a reason I do. And I, I've told him the story about my, me and my son and, and how mm-hmm. we kind of bonded over that. Um, but there might be a reason that you appreciate something more than someone else. Cause maybe, maybe in the comics that you read at a certain time of your life, it was, it was a big, a big time for you. And you were, you know, it was natural. Yeah, yeah, Supernatural is another really Supernatural, good one. Everyone loves Supernatural. They had, I mean, the city had Smallville at a single point. Smallville was great. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's, and like, this is what I mean. Like, people need to get back into talking about things that they really like. Like, what, what show do I want to cover episode by episode? I would love to go back and cover There's a show from <laughs> late 90s, early 2000s called Millennium, which was like, it was a, a partial spin off type thing from, the X files. Mm-hmm. And it was like, a so this guy, he was a clairvoyant, essentially, he could see into the mind of these like uh, serial killers. And he could like, he could see like fragments of their, of their, like vi- of their, their memories and stuff. And he was able to solve um, these crimes. He was a, he was called a profiler basically. Mm. Um, and he, it's so good, man. Like his daughter gets kidnapped. So it puts him on this path to try and find her. Mm-hmm. And it there's, there's it, the third season got pretty bad, but I want to go back and I want to cover that show. Cause I love it. And I also want to see, am I just, am I just remembering 
something through rose-colored glasses, or was this show in fact really right. that good? Well, because um, my thing is back in the day, we didn't I didn't have a YouTube channel or a way to cover the stuff because I would have just covered it when it was out because I, I just loved it that much. I want to actually be able to give my opinion on things that I've watched back in the day. Yeah. It's always nagged at me. Like I liked that season. I've always wanted to talk about it, even just if I just do it by myself. I never had that chance to. It's always that nagging feeling of I want to go back and rewatch this so I can review it so I can finally get my opinions and thoughts out there finally about it. Because, you know, things can get kind of jumbled when you're talking about multiple seasons of a show, you know, yeah. like with um with the with Flash, with the Vampire Diaries. I, I watched the spinoff show, the originals, too. I watched man, there was a show about just stalkers. Remember, called, remember that show on CBS called Stalk? It had Maggie Q in it. Just a show just based around dude stalking chicks. It was it was like obviously interesting, I would say. It got canceled in one season because, you know. It's just cringe, but right, right. things like that. Like there was like one-off TV shows. People always people love talking about heroes. Why does everyone talk about heroes? Yeah. Oh, like the show heroes. Oh, dude. Yeah, with, like with that's Vince another Boga. one. Like yeah, Hawaii. I, I watched the Hawaii Five O on CBS. <laughs> oh God, man! I've actually never cool. seen that. I've heard it's really good as well. But yeah, there's there's a lot of shows from back in the day, like the golden age of television, that we could probably do many more deep dives into that Dude, i would um, love to go right back and rewatch a two and a half minute review of the seasons oh man oh, i man. love two and a half man that was, yeah. it, the raunchy comedy and that could i don't know man like just going back and like oh this is a gold mine back back then like, uh, yeah maybe how i met your mother big bang theory maybe you can go back as far as like sanford and son good times all those older classes everyone loves like why does no one go back and review like first prince of bel-air everyone says they love it yeah there's a it's... part episodes they watching that the dad one the one where you get shot Oof, God, those are those are rough. You yeah, know? yeah. It's um, there. There's a lot of good shows from back in the day. And the thing is, is what what I say to myself is, what's stopping me, and what's stopping you from doing it? Um, and it's just part time. of what's that? I, I think it's just time and like work. That's really all it is, man. Yeah, but here's the thing, and I'm I'm gonna push back on you on this. You cover stuff and you talk about stuff. Pushing back. You have to agree that, with me. No, I agree hundred percent of the time. Oh no! What the fuck? No, I'm just kidding. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. Is like we we do have the time. I have the time to do it, but I choose not to because I'm still stuck in the the loop of, oh no, I have to I have to cover this thing because people are outraged at it. I need to try and capture that part of the audience. Um, but really, the doing it, go back and watch it because a, it's a good show that you like. So a, you're not losing there. You're going to enjoy the show again sure. mm -hmm. and you get to look at it through a, a completely different lens than you did originally. And, and it's one of the reasons I watch the X-Files over and over again, because it's a great show. And it, and that when I first mm -hmm. watched it, it still hits the same way, but I I need to see, do these other shows hit the same way? Um, like there's millennium, there's sliders. Yeah. There's actually a show called profiler that was mm -hmm. on. Um, there's a show called, um, I think it's called strange luck where the guy just gets like lucky all the time, but he's like solving crimes and everything too. <laughs> like, yeah, it's really weird, but, uh, but it's a good, Miami. Swing, wasn't it? I've always loved CSI Miami. I would love to go back and just dive those episodes and review them, you know, there you go. Yeah. Oh, but I think oh, what you said is true. I think the reason why that comes into that complacency and um, procrastination, I think they're one, in, they're, they're literally synonymous with the same thing because you are, cause you back when you get off work, you're already tired. You got some stuff done. You're like, you know what? Do I sit down and watch my favorite show right now and cover it potentially in a whole season review? Or do I cover a 10 minute video, the new outrage thing that someone where someone says something stupid 
And then when you're valuing your time, you're probably like, yeah, the 10 minute thing is a lot more easier because it hits that dopamine feeling that people always say. But mm. what you said is true. People should kind of like the same, that same attention and that same like fire, that same energy you have to cover the the bait, rage bait stuff, have that for the good stuff too. It, you're right. There, there's not a there's not a consistent balance with it. It's always 95, 5 rage bait stuff gets all the attention immediately, no matter what it is. The, the good stuff just gets weighed down. Well, you know, you know what the other alternative is to like the other alternative is you don't have to cover this stuff on YouTube. You could just share it with your community. You got a Discord server? Do a fucking movie night in Discord and watch yeah. these shows with your friends. Um, it's I mean, I experienced a lot of these shows with my dad on Friday night, like you know, after like when I went to his house. Like that that was my thing. Like maybe you make it your thing with your community. Like I mean, especially shows that maybe had a, a smaller run and you could watch a show. Love Power Rangers here. We, we're we're going to do like all these projects coming up. No, man, I promise you, I've written down this stuff and I told people, hey, you know, let's get, because community always said, they always love the movie discussions. I told people, was it because I wanted to stop doing it? because, you know, well, YouTube and their, and their liberal practices and they're shutting people down for hate speech. So yeah, yeah. yeah. we have things written down and the one, one TV show we are going to cover, man, I, I got to pick one because TV shows are long. So I'm going to pick one that a lot of people can just get into. I'll say, I'll say Power Rangers. Power Rangers is always a good one to want to get into. There's there's a lot of them actually. Walking Dead because I like you know how people had Game of Thrones. I had Walking Dead. Walking Dead was mine that I would watch every yeah. Sunday. Yeah, that was my Walking Dead was mine. I was like, oh, I love this, and I was talk about how much things have pissed me off, or how much I would love it, and can't wait to dive back into the world of Robert Kirkman. Oh yeah. Lord, that episode where Shane is pounding out <laughs> Rick's wife. Can't wait to yep. watch that. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, well, actually, this you said you liked Into the Spider Verse. Did you like the sequel Across the Spider Verse? No, you don't like the nope. sequel? What? No, because so the Into the Spider Verse I felt was was great on many levels. It was a great intro into that sort of animation style, which I know some people aren't a fan of, but I love the like the comic book in motion. Um, the the music was fire like i will listen to that soundtrack just like driving around at work um and the good the the awesome part about the first one was that it actually ended the second one i have to go to the theater to see how it ends like and it it was a cliffhanger sure but i didn't feel like i really went anywhere in that story there were some pretty heavy moments i'll give it that and it's not i wouldn't say it's a bad movie but I don't think it holds a candle to the original. And I don't like that, that movies now need to, um, that we have to do the split the one movie into two movies. Oh, the whole part thing Hollywood still tries to do. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I do like how they sort of tie it to the first one and they make him sort of this, uh, you know, fish out of water thing now. And he's got to find his, you know, find the way to correct his own, um, place. But, like it, it just seemed a bit more contrived than the original. And that's, I haven't read a lot of miles Morales comics. I just mm-hmm. don't, he's not like a hero that I, uh, that's what I liked about the movies though. It's that they actually made him not what people said he was in the comic books. He actually does have his own character in the movies. It's, it's so crazy right. how the movies did what people initially didn't like about miles and made him his own character. Cause in the first movie, He's struggling a lot. He 
they kicked him out of the team. He like he got this huge self doubt because he couldn't web sling properly. I almost, in fact, they almost teared up the part where he could web sling and he came in and people was like, "I'm so proud of you." I was like, "That's cool as fuck." You know, to hear that from his comrade that he could swing properly. I thought the way that the kingpin in that first movie was awesome. Oh, like, kingpin was one of the best characters I've seen in a movie in a long time. Not only. Like from animation standpoint and his sheer size, like yeah. they captured so well. Um, but he was just maniacal, man. You knew this guy um had it out for for Peter. Even and, the first and part just... of the movie, you know what I like about movies like the first one? What what's really good about them is they 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 give you this real nice shock. They kill off Peter Parker and then Kingpin kills him. And you're like, I don't know about this. I like that's a decisions like that can make or break how you like a movie but then mm -hmm. they restructure it and they give you peter b parker who's down on his luck because he messed up with mary jane then you have another character who's very similar to him with his with, with miles and they have this kind of common mutual ground like because he was like this i mean peter was when he first started so i was sitting there going like this is really well put together like i mean people kept saying it was not that it was overhyped i i watched it before the second one came out i was like this is really good. This is yeah, actually well, one of the best one of the best part movies. I I was I consider it one of the best ones they ever made. Honestly, I have that in my top four, next to the Toby films. Actually, yeah. And here's the thing: is like, it's good storytelling because the the story. And this is what you know. This is why I like this movie so much is because you're watching a guy who has who's way down on his luck, Peter B. Parker, who's <laughs> lost his everything. Yeah. Um and now he's stuck in a place that he's like, am I ever going to get back to her? How do I get there? And in the meantime, he comes across this, this young boy who claims to be another, you know, Spider-Man and sorry, my phone is ringing. I don't know who's calling me. That's fine. Um, I will have to call it. That's a weird phone call that I'm getting. That is odd. Oh, uh, the, the other thing with the, uh, the prowler too, his uncle, mm. Another great emotional moment there. You also had uh, the moments where, shoot, when they were, uh, he, had, he had that back and forth with his dad. His dad didn't know that he was Spider-Man at the time. That, that's what I thought the sequel did really well. So he mm -hmm. actually had dialogue with his parents a lot more. Because I really love in the way the second one, what they did was the conversation he had with Miguel O'Hara. Because Miguel O'Hara wasn't even a villain. He wasn't a yeah. villain at all. He just mm -hmm. wanted to tell Miles, hey, if you do this, all these people are going to die in this timeline. He's yeah. like, but I, I'm not going to give, I'm not going to just have my dad die, but it's been a common thing of Spider-Man having someone die to get, put you on your path of being Spider-Man. Sp uh, yeah. Spider-Gwen, the second one, as you saw, you know, she had the problem with her dad and her dad yeah. her thought that she killed Peter. God, I mean, these movies to, it, for me, my, in my opinion, they, they've really just outdid themselves. I think that that's the problem that the sequel is going to have is like, how do you kind of outdo these first two? Like, yeah, and and I sorry, I didn't mean to get distracted by my phone. But okay. the, what made the first one so good is this story of watching Peter Park, Peter B. Parker, go from this sort of like, I'm he's totally detached from everything and has given up, and his struggles with trying to understand Miles help him understand him and his needs as a lover and a partner and ultimately a father figure you know, to help mentor by mentoring miles to be the Spider-Man in his universe. He realizes I can do this. I can be, I can be someone for somebody else. And it starts him on his, like, you know, going back to MJ in his timeline. And that is 
a truly wholesome story that people can connect with that is timeless and has no attachment to sex, gender, whatever. It doesn't, mm-hmm. you don't even have to be a man to understand that story. You could be a woman and still understand that, that story and have it apply to you. That's why it's great. And to me, that's why the second one just doesn't quite hold a candle to the first one. I want to, I will see how it ends because my kids really like these movies. Um, and it, the second one wasn't a bad movie. It just wasn't what the first one was. And I really wanted the first one again and shame on me yeah. because I, I should know that you like lightning doesn't strike twice. Usually. No, no. The things that I didn't like in the second one were just very small things. I didn't like the way they treated Peter B. Parker in the second one. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was the thing that I was like, what? They, they made him a dad and he's going to try to do that stuff to miles and stuff that Gwen, I could understand, but not him. You're like, Oh, come on, man. They, you, you give him this bone and now you just do that to him. Um, I, I well, think. Yeah, sorry. No, I was okay. going to say, and I mean, the other thing I didn't really care for in, um, in this movie was the fact that it, we start off with Gwen Stacy. We don't even start off with miles. So like, and I understand we like in the first one, we're kind of following Peter Parker and we're following miles like kind of simultaneously, but like, this, this is this is about Miles Morales. It's a Miles Morales movie, but we're we're starting off and leading in with uh, with Gwen. Like it already sets a bad precedent in my eyes. I don't care necessarily, and I understand her point or her her, her role in this movie, but it just wasn't. Uh, I, I wasn't impressed with how the movie opened up. I mean, sick animation. The animation still is is outstanding. But, oh, uh, I didn't like yeah. the race swap. Because it didn't, oh, the 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 Spider Woman on the motorcycle who was pregnant, she mm. was kind of supposed to be. They set her up to be this like mentor, like Peter B. Parker was. Yet yeah. she doesn't have anything to do with the story. She's just there, right? I was like, yeah. why? Why am I? Why am I supposed to care about this character? Yeah, like outside of the first one, I think both for me, both of them are kind of like neck, neck, neck and neck. But the the emotional moments, these movies have their emotional moments. They just, oh, they hit so hard, and they're and they're so well crafted too. Like to see. The way Miles took control, he was like, "No, I'm not gonna have the destiny like these guys had. I'm gonna save my dad." You're just like, "Oh, okay, like there yeah. you go." And everyone yeah. was like, "They're trying to come after him," and I was like, "Cause they realized, but but that's the conflicting storytelling elements is they have to go through that in order to get to be Spider Man. He didn't have to go through that. So I I love that's what I miss about superhero storytelling is not everything has to be super bad or super good. Why can't we have conflicting ideas of you're not really a bad guy? You just have a different way you look at things than me." You know, yeah. I used to miss yeah. those things because you know, just the animated series had that. You know, Batman was a lot more harsher on things. Superman's a lot more leaner on things. Green Arrow, typically a liberal for most yeah. cases, he's a lot more hard, uh, less harsher on people. Green Lantern's a conservative. He thinks people think should be a lot more done in a different way. We need to go back back to that. Like you said before, we need to have characters having their own individual personalities with different ways they view the world. You know, yeah, yeah, that totally. Some, that right there is diversity. Yep. Diversity of thought, <laughs> not the crazy thing you do, which is go on TikTok and talk to tranny people. I don't know how you do it, man. Your your brain must explode. These I, I try to hope some of these guys' brains turn on, but dude, it is so bad over there, man. These people are telling kids that this one guy is telling freaking kids you don't have to tell your parents about your transitions. It's like, oh my god, <laughs> what you have to doing? be. I mean. What I've learned is you have to be willing to accept like certain losses in the world. And the, the fa- I mean, you're not going to save everyone, you know, and 
the only thing I can hope for is that in my time in these debates or discussions or whatever you want to call them, mm -hmm. is that someone who's listening goes, oh yeah, that guy makes sense. Even if, even just in the slightest bit, if they yeah. sort of change their mind or pivot a little bit and start questioning things, that is exactly what I want them to do. You don't, you don't need to follow me word for word. You don't need to lean on everything I say, but if you take just a little bit of what I, I might say, and if it resonates with you, start looking into it. You might come back to the same conclusion, but you might learn a thing or two about, you know, whatever you might learn a different perspective. Even if I'm a little bit wrong, you'll, you'll understand where I'm coming from. Am I fully pro-life? No, but I understand where pro-lifers argue from and it right. makes sense to me. Um, right. And I don't disparage people because they, you know, I, I think some of them are a little out of line and there's a news story I was going to actually talk about um, in a video uh, soon that talks about how like some of these policies go too far and they're just as guilty as, you know, some of the left-leaning people. You just got to be willing to, to take the heat in the moment and realize that most of the, like, I mean, these people are, they're, they're farts in the wind. Like they're going to be gone in, in as quick a time as they popped up. Um, in TikTok, that's just the nature of it. Uh, and most people who are watching those are they're they're sitting there going, "What the fuck?" You know, <laughs> you, I mean, if you look at those, I don't know if you go into TikTok lives, but if you go into them in some of those debates, there's a lot of people in there going, "Are you out of your mind? Like, are you stupid? Like, that's not true." Um, like that same level of backlash they get on Twitter or pushback, it, it happens there. I just don't. Understand why people think it doesn't. Like, why would you think it only applies in one place? No, they get massive backlash. Like, um, even in the yeah. comic industry, you know, like these idiots will always say, like, no, every time a gay or lesbian character gets announced for something, there's always they always get attacked. But that lies the disingenuousness of it because they don't get attacked because they're gay. They get attacked because they get pushed back because we know that that's the only thing the character is going to be based around. Yeah. For the, so obviously, there's going to be you know those. Times we mentioned earlier in the show where there's going to be a little bit of difference there where that's not going to have that happen. But, you know, for the most part, with a lot of things, that's the only thing that latches on for their personality. And yeah. it's like, how am I supposed to trust it this time when the other 98 times it hasn't worked? You know, people try to m misconstrue what's going on because they want, they want to fit their narrative so hard. They, they don't get pushed back because they're gay. They're getting pushed because it's self-inserting propaganda identity politics. That's why it gets pushed back. I don't right. gay. It's like most people, like I said before, normalists aren't going to really care. But when you start giving people a lot of identity politics, that's when people start caring. That's what, that's that's the thing that happens in conversations when yep. people start talking about. Remember that everyone in, in, in remember how you talk about Avengers Endgame, and people will still to this day, even though Avengers Endgame, the movie that hit for a lot of people, that was really good. They'll still reference that woman scene. Mm. They're like, remember that all oh, woman scene they had? That, that'll stick out to people. Even yeah. even a normie will will notice that stuff. You know, right. Well, and the thing is, is people, it goes back to what I was saying. People want good stories. They don't, there's been gay characters in the past that didn't need to tell you about it. They, you know, through their actions or what happened on screen, you may have identified that. Um, but it didn't, it, their whole identity didn't hinge on that, that specific detail. Um, and the people in the show, like, didn't need to acknowledge it. And because that's not what happens in real life. You know, like there are people who will say, um, you know, I am a woman and I don't need a man, but it's not the norm. The norm is people just go and do things and they accomplish them or they don't. Um, same thing with men don't just go around like 
flexing all day long saying, oh, I do this and I do that. And I'm, I'm a man and I take care of everything. No, yeah, they just, they just handle it. Yeah, straight people to go bragging about that they're straight. Hey, I'm straight. I sleep with women. Like, no one talks like that. People on the internet think the way they talk here is like actual normal life. It's like, no, that most people, I just went outside. I, I went outside today. Went out to the freaking Pan Express. We have some food. People aren't talking like that. Yeah. <laughs> what? People have yeah. been terminally on the internet so long, their brains have just rotted out to death. Yep. Yeah. It's where we're at. It's, it is a lot of brain rot. It's a, it's unfortunate, but that's kind of where we're at. And people's lack of purpose is, is a, is a big reason that you see this. They don't have, they don't have any real purpose. So they've been duped into thinking that they need to comment on everything on the internet and they don't leave their computer. Um, there's no higher purpose outside of that. Um, which is sad because there's a lot you could do with your life. Um, especially in today's climate, you know, there's, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Could, could there be a civil war? Sure. Are you ready for that? Like, um, some people don't even know how to grow their own food. They don't know where food comes from. Some people um, don't know how to open a can with a can opener. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah, everything has got a pop top tab on it now. You know, what happens if they don't find that? Oh, Oh no. Like, how do I open this thing? You know, so Have you seen this trend now with women on TikTok. I know, I know you're on there. You know, women are like, you know what? We got to be a trad wife now. That's a trend to be a traditional wife. I, if you had told me that years ago, I'd be like, what? It's a trend to be a traditional wife now. And it's like, okay, I hope it has some level of impact where women can see there is some good in it. I, I just hope people don't have the mindset that it's a slave. People actually early, early this year, equal being a traditional wife, slavery. I was sitting there going like, my, my, my brain almost just dissolved. I was like, I could just scroll down past this because I do not want to get this attention. Yeah. This is too stupid. Yep. It's, I mean, a lot of this stuff, man, you just got to ignore. Um, and that's, I don't think, I don't believe in blocking people. I think blocking people is a waste of time. Mute them if you need to. Um, or just turn your fucking notifications off. Honestly, like most people could just benefit from turning off, uh, excuse me, uh, their notifications. So they don't know every time someone likes or comments on something, you'll be much happier that you don't get those pings um, because you can continue doing the stuff that you need to do. Uh, pay yeah. your bills, work. It's so true. Um, you know? I, I did this recently, and I hope people are safe every day. I hope no nothing bad happens to them because I know there's a lot of problems in the world. I had to mute those accounts that kept showing people getting hurt in really bad situations, like the ones that were like a drama alert, wild, yep. crazy fights, all those like car crashes, people getting their heads hit to the ground. So they didn't die in the ones that I've luckily seen, but this, I don't want to see that. And I, yeah. I never hope these things happen to people, but I looked at my brain and I was like, I, why did I keep watching that stuff? I literally just, I didn't block them. I just muted it. I was like, I can't see people getting like hit with a bat or a car crash or people getting yeah. their heads hit to the ground and almost having a concussion, potentially dying. I can't, I can't see that stuff. That traumatized me when my happened to my mom. She just collapsed and dies. I can't see that shit again. I mentally scarred the fuck out of me. Yeah. Hell no. Yeah. It's not, not healthy to watch that stuff. And that the rate at which people consume that garbage on Twitter and other places is alarming. Um, cause I mean, it desensitizes you to it. Um, you see it too much and don't understand like the full gravity of, uh, of what some of these horrific accidents can actually look like, um, up close and personal. And, um, uh, it's, it's just too bad. And it's, it's, it's just the reason why people need to unplug. Uh, it's good to be online. It's good to communicate. You know, we would probably never ever communicate ever, but, since we are on Twitter and we do shows like we come across each other and now we can talk. Um, 
and learn something from each other. But, you know, when we're done, like get up and walk around and go read a book or, you know, if it's during the day, go outside and go for a, a walk around the I'm block. I don't read. See, then tell me I can't read. What? <laughs> Reading them. That's the thing. Comic books too is, or just general fantasy books. Like people have books out there that they make themselves. And, you know, people are so spending a lot of their time on like all these social media apps they haven't even been reading the books you know just unplug for a little bit go in like a different yeah. room and read your whole brain goes hmm, kind of like being away and then when you come back to being on the internet kind of feels like this honeymoon thing of like okay now i can start checking around and seeing well what my friends told me people need to just unplug for a little bit i'm not even saying unplug for like a week unplug for like an hour just an hour out of your yeah. day two hours max you'll live i promise you, you'll live yep <laughs> you will uh lord but Oh, last thing I'll add, last few things I asked you before we head out because I know it's late, late for you over there, which is uh, first thing, any big plans for your channel coming up in 2024? You know, I haven't really decided if I'm going to do anything like big, big change wise. I have, I've really started focusing on my, my solo podcast, which is mm -hmm. Ready, Set, Shag. Um, yeah. That is like, so I talk with people one on one and I'm mm -hmm. right now I have. I think before the end of the year, I have at least three more, maybe four, which is a lot for me. You do this every night and it's like, I'm impressed how much you actually talk to people. Um, yeah. But like I have a, three or four interviews planned before the end of the year, again, which is a lot because I have family and right. Christmas is right around the corner. Oh yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. And then 2024, I've already have like most of January booked with like basically two per week. And, um, I want to keep that rolling and I'm starting to get some really good, um, some good people to, to come on. Uh, today I had gothics on who has a documentary coming out about her, her sort of like rise mm -hmm. and then fall in Twitter. I'm sorry, on Twitch yeah. and then her rise again on, um, on YouTube. So it's, her and I talked today. It was such a good conversation. Uh, I definitely yeah, recommend I checking it out. I would love to talk to her. Yeah, I was going to check it out. I checked the episode. I know people were a little mad at you because you had Vito on. But I was like, I, I was like, Chad's a guy who will literally just honestly talk to anyone, even if you disagree. And I think the episode, you probably weren't, you probably like, man, this guy's a freaking idiot. But at least <laughs> you somewhat understood where he was coming from, even though it's disingenuous and bad. It's like, okay, I get where you're coming from. At least I could somewhat see where you're coming from. Because people yeah. don't even have that. People won't even have the conversation. You can still not like the person after they've come on. No one say you have to love the person after they come on, but at yeah. least you kind of get their side of the story. Even if, even if it's crazy and it's full of lies. It's it, yeah. And that, that whole thing, like I, I can't, I can't keep caring what people think about. I'm never going to please everyone and you're never going to please everyone. You're eventually yeah. going to say something. My wife. Yeah. Like <laughs> you, you, you eventually say something that will piss someone off and they'll, they'll yeah. fucking slander you for it. And they, they'll call you an idiot or a shill or a dumbass or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you just got to move on from it because you, you got to stay true to, to what you believe and talk mm -hmm. about that. Because at the end of the day, the only thing you can control is what you can control. Mm -hmm. um, and that sounds cliche, but you know, I like this. I like that. And, and the benefit for talk of talking to someone like Vito in my position is that I'm a neutral third party. I have no skin in the game. I'm a customer right. of Eric July. Um, mm -hmm. I'm a customer of indie comics. And then I see all this stuff happening and I, and I get to talk to the guy who's like the, one of the biggest detractors in the whole thing. And mm -hmm. what it comes down to, as I see it is personal beef. It's not like 
It's just, yeah. a, it's a personal beef that ex- has now extended into business and it's, and here we are. And it's, it's a grudge that's not going to go away. They're going to keep going at each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted, I want to do more interviews like that. I'll probably reach out to Dick Masterson and talk with him too, because I want his perspective on it. And I want to know more of what's in his brain. Who are these people? Because at the end of the day, man, they're human, whether you want to believe it or not. You think you can think they're despicable humans, but That's they're true. still yeah. people. Um, yeah. And, you know, it, it's, it's fascinating to see from that interview, like what doors that opened for me, because few people reached out that are big names and have followed me and, and stuff. And that's, it's very humbling, but also it, it told me that this is the right, I'm doing the right thing because yeah. it was something that I wanted and other people recognize the value in it. Mm-hmm. And honestly, what I've learned through this whole thing is when you're, when you're in the culture war, when you're trying to help influence people or even educate people, is staying true to what you believe is really important. And if it resonates with at least one person, you're winning. Yeah. I think you saw the Camelot episode he did where he was talking about people not wanting to come on his show. Mm-hmm. And to some degree, I did understand where he's coming from. I, I, as you know, I've been doing this for a very long time, just doing podcasting and one-on-ones. But the thing that people need to understand when it comes to this stuff is nobody owes you their time ever if that's the reason that they give you could hate it you have every right to not like it you could call them shady whatever but they don't owe you their time no matter what it is you know it's true and and i i've tried to try to make sure i get that to people when they can see this kind of stuff is no one owes you their time even if they saw that you had someone on that they they didn't like and they don't want to associate with you because you had that person on honestly if that happens that's better for you because that just shows who that person is then at that point you know that's true and, and that happens with a lot of people where, like, they think if you talk to the opposition, you'll somewhat start believing them. It's like, so, so you would automatically apply that I'm a sheep. I can't think for myself. It's like, I don't have, you, you have people like that on. You're not going to start just being like, oh, I'm on your side. It's like, no, you're not. No one's that stupid, obviously. Right. Yeah. You know? And I don't, I, I think that's really dangerous thinking. And people who say like, oh, like, we well, have him on, like, you might, you might start supporting him. It's like, well, so fucking what if I did? You know, like if, even if I, if, even if tomorrow I became like a veto simp, it doesn't affect <laughs> anybody else besides me. You know what I mean? Does, does it make me look silly? Sure. I guess. But like, I don't, it doesn't affect someone in the fellowship or even Eric July because I still support yeah. his comic and I still support what he's doing. I, all of them. I bought, I literally bought all of them. So right. Far. And that's the thing is people need to be, a, be ready for people they don't like. So we talk all the time about Iron Age comics, independent yes. comics, all that stuff. You have to be prepared that someone that you don't like is going to put out an independent comic that's really good. And <laughs> it you can you can deny them their person at all you want, but this is what you asked for. You asked for good independent media that wasn't attached to Hollywood. If it's good, just acknowledge it. Doesn't mean you have to start sucking the guy's dick. It just <laughs> means you enjoyed a story that someone that is unfavorable in the space and mm-hmm. you know, and so it's just dangerous when people start trying to control who you can talk to like, through blackmail. Same thing. Candace Owen said to Tucker Carlson, where like when you have opinions on certain things, they always try to control the way you think about it. It's like, I never understood that. Like us having, we, we, we probably still agree, but the way I think about it is a little bit different than you. And you try to control that. It's like, no, 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 no. That's, that's odd. I don't know if people notice that. 
because yeah. I think for some things people do ultimately agree, they just have different ways of how to get to that point. That's yeah. kind of it's that middle part. And I remember Kenneth Souls bringing it up to Tucker Carlson on the episodes he had had her on, and I was like, it makes so much sense. Like people really do try to control the way you think because that's the thing. If you can control someone, you have access to anything they have: their mind, money, loyalty, right. forever. That's just how right. it works on the internet, you know? Yeah. And if you can, if you let people. If you let people's perception of you control what you do, you're living in a prison of your own making. Um, and that is dangerous. Just be who you want to be. Um, and people will come and go. Your your content, my content, a lot of the content that's out there right now is a revolving door. You know, like your yeah. audience will come and go. They they might stay for a little bit, but ultimately what I want is I want people to show up when they want. And then I want them to learn a thing or two and then go. And then I want new people to come in. Um, you know, it, take that how you want audience. Uh, I love every single one of you. And I've, and I thank everyone who's ever helped me get to this point. Um, but I'll always, I will always try to stay true to what I believe because otherwise I'm acting in someone else's best interest. And that's not going to help me in the long run. Yeah. And the last thing I'll ask you, man, is uh, any shout outs you want to give to anyone in particular? Anything else you want to say before we head out? You know, I just, I mean, all my co-hosts on the midweek comp, if you're not following them, Mr. Grant Gregory, Horror Amarada, Sheep City, and um, uh, the Common Nerd and No Green Rocks, all those guys have really helped me get to where I am. Um, there's too many people that I could possibly shout out right yeah. now. Um, but all I can say is, Keep an eye on my channel. There's a lot of stuff coming. Um, my Discord is becoming more active. I'm trying to get that to be a hub. If you're a member on my channel, if you're a paid member, you actually get access to the show link for the after party. Um, so that's another perk that I have for people. If you want to get to be in the discussion for the midweek hump, um, members can uh, can be a part of that. And um, yeah, 2024 is going to be exciting. Um, I'm, I'm looking for forward it to it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to get back into talking about the things I enjoy more often than what I can. Like we had that Halloween. A lot of people said the best podcast we had was the Halloween stream where we went over and talked about all the Halloween movies and we ranked them and we did our yeah. own personal list and we talked about how much what we didn't like about the really bad ones. We talked about what we loved about the really good ones. A lot of people said that's a favorite episode. I'm like, it's like episode 180 something. But I, it shows you just how much a change of pace one episode could really swing the tide for some people. It's like, wait a minute. I didn't care what Disney's doing today that's considered woke. I I really love that one fucking movie a lot. Yep. Dude, and we and we know people can make good movies. Godzilla minus one. People can't stop talking about it. It's that yeah. apparently that good people can't stop talking about it. That means we know they, they can make good stuff. There, there's no world you can't make good stuff. People are just choosing not to at a single point. You know? Yep. We just yeah. had people said after the, the MCU billion dollar movies were not gonna happen as much. I mean, this year we had two. Yep. I'm just saying, top, last year, Top Gun Maverick and Avatar. We had two last year. Yep. Things can still happen. It's just they're not going to be this often thing you used to see before because the landscape has changed. The actual landscape of how you consume content has changed so much. And just from – and people are talking about Captain Marvel. Just from 2019 till now, the landscape of how we view movies is different. Just that. I was mm -hmm. That's four years ago. Yeah. <laughs> now it's are licensing their fucking movies on Tubi. Yeah, right. Why? It's, it's, so it's weird, man. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I mean, also, I mean, shout out to you, man, for for reaching out and, and getting me. Time, I'm, I'm all over the place. I'm all over the place with my schedule, but I uh, I try and make myself available when I can, and it's always fun chatting with you, bro. Appreciate 
Appreciate it. Anytime, man. Uh, I'll see you guys later. Have a great weekend coming up. Make sure you guys check out Mr. Shagworth on Twitter. And this guy always be a landing out banger people. I don't know how he gets it. He, he has to show me that magic touch. He's got to get me. Just ask. Them. You just, just got to ask. ask. That's all I do. I'd rather go outside and touch grass. Now that's overrated. Over <laughs> on, a, on on DoorDash bags at work. <laughs> they like the little tagline, going outside, it's overrated. <laughs> really? Yeah. <Damn>. Yeah. <laughs> they really Wild. want you inside, depressed, <laughs> tweeting on Twitter about how bad things are. And overpaying for food. Getting stuff on DoorDash <laughs> is so fucking expensive. God damn. <laughs> yeah. That's why I'll, I only do it like once when I get paid because I'm just lazy. Sometimes I don't want to cook. But remember, if it's. People dash every day. I don't know how much money these people have, but that's such a waste. Actually. Oh, dude. Crazy. Yep. We'll see you guys later. Have a great night.